I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Senator Joe Manchin surprised many uh, as he supported what is now being touted as the Inflation Reduction Act. And, of course, the title matters and the title can be deceiving. Uh, The Wharton School of Business at the University of Pennsylvania said that it will actually increase inflation over the first two years through 2024 and then will very so modestly decrease inflation, but by a number that is indistinguishable from zero. Uh, So not a lot of movement either way uh, in terms of this one. But the senator made the rounds over the weekend, hit all the Sunday shows, CBS, Fox and CNN, uh, defending his his support for this bill. And so I want to dig into this. Uh, I think Senator Manchin has been thoughtful on all of this. Uh, So I was interested over the weekend to say, okay, now how is he going to navigate this? He was so adamant about not adding to inflation by a big government spending bill. Uh, and what was it that caused him to see this round just a little bit different? So let's start with Senator Manchin on CNN. Uh, he argued that the bill won't increase taxes, but would help consumers. So we never raised any taxes. We're just saying close the loopholes and collect the taxes that are owed to the Treasury and the United States people. That's all we're trying to do. And we didn't do it. So we're not adding there. We're not putting a burden on any taxpayers whatsoever. And we're going to create more energy for them to pay lower prices at the gas pump, hopefully lower prices at the food store, and lower prices basically in all of their in all their daily needs. Okay, so uh, again, for the consumer, not increasing taxes will for for corporations. Uh, but he talked about closing the loopholes, collecting the taxes. That's an interesting one. We'll come back to that. Just put a little pin in that, uh, and then of course the focus on lowering some of the energy costs as well. Uh, he went on, Dan, this this was like the ultimate uh, round. This is the uh, hitting all the major networks on CBS Face the Nation. Senator Manchin was asked how closing those loopholes would affect the corporations that are currently using them. In the last two years, there have been massive record profits across the board by these largest corporations, massive record profits. And it's been the lowest capital expenditure in the last two years. So that didn't drive it. What they've all told me was we want security, we want to have some type of a, a pathway forward in permitting and regulations. They're strangling us. And this is what we're doing. We're streamlining the regulations that people have to live within. Uh, so that was on CBS. Uh, then he went on to Fox News Sunday. Senator Manchin responded 
uh, to this study, again, this Wharton School of Business uh, nonpartisan uh, study that showed that the inflation reduction bill would actually increase inflation over the next two years. We had 17 Nobel laureates of time before say that, oh, inflation is going to be transitory. Mm-hmm. So people have difference of opinion. And that is absolutely right. There are differences of opinion in terms of how this plays out and uh, what it actually means. And I think the, the interesting thing now is we, we try to boil this all down. Again, the uh, Democrats in the Senate are trying to get this through before they break uh, over the next five days. This is this is it before they head out on recess. I have heard from some of my sources in Washington, D.C. today uh, that there are a number of Democrats who are pushing for the Senate to stay in session over the weekend uh, before they begin their break uh, to see if they can't get this all the way across the finish line uh, before that uh, August recess. And so that will be very interesting to see. And, of course, uh, where Joe Manchin has often been the wild card in many of these uh, negotiations and debates over spending, uh, it's shifting just a little bit now, and all eyes are not on Senator Manchin, they're actually on Senator Kirsten Cinema from Arizona, who has been uh, noticeably absent from Democratic strategy meetings, uh, has not commented uh, hardly at all on anything other than she has the bill text and is reading it, uh, which I do applaud her for, by the way. Uh, it is important to actually read the text, not just the uh, the headlines. And so that's going to be an interesting thing to follow as we go through the week this week. One, how quickly can the Senate move uh, if they move? And do they actually have all the bills? Remember, they are also battling some other things in the Senate, and that is a just numbers game. They've had several members who have been out with COVID, and some of them are starting to return. Uh, So they will be back. Uh, We know that Senator Leahy had hip surgery, and uh, we wish him well. I think he may be back at least in the city uh, if needed uh, for one of these votes this week as well. So that's going to be an interesting subplot there is uh, how many Democrats are actually in the city and do they have enough to get to 50 so that the vice president could then cast the deciding vote. So that's kind of where we are in terms of the Inflation Reduction Act. Again, there'll be a lot of debate over whether it ever reduces inflation. Uh, most of the nonpartisan groups that I have seen uh, have said not really um, and definitely not early. The first two years, it will actually increase inflation, again, according to several nonpartisan uh, groups that have been analyzing what is actually in the bill. Now, the bigger question to me goes back to our conversation from just a little bit ago with uh, Jonathan Bidlack, who was on during uh, the 120 segment today, and talking about you know what you name it, whether you call it a recession or not a recession isn't what matters Uh, What really matters is what's going on with the American people and how are they feeling? Do they feel that they are in a recession? Is the uh, are the things that are taking place around their kitchen table? And as they look at uh, trying to stretch their dollars across the month to make uh, those payments and be able to buy gas and groceries, do they feel that? And is this really uh, an answer to that? So there's an alignment issue there that I think the administration is going to have Uh, to really navigate. And I do want to go back to something that Jonathan Bidlack said earlier in the program, because I I think this is really important. Uh, Equal opportunity offense. Uh, We are here where we are in the economy because of Democrat and Republican and Republican and Democrat. So I can say that I said them both first and last 
spending and being willing to spend when they are in power while they condemn that spending when they are not in power. That's a problem. Uh, As I have often said on this show, you cannot get $30 trillion in debt through conflict. It is impossible, totally impossible to get $30 trillion in debt through conflict. If we were actually having conflict, we'd have real debates over what we're spending and how we're spending it and what the results of that spending are and have been and will be so that there's transparency and accountability. But both of the political parties are all too happy to spend when they're in power because they're smarter and they know better and you should just trust them. Well, the reason the trust level in Congress and the executive branch are so low is because they keep telling us to trust them. And then they keep spending in ways that hurt all of us. And the kind of inflation that we have, uh, yes, we're getting increases in terms of jobs, job growth, wage growth, but it's not keeping up even close in terms of where inflation is. And both sides just keep pointing fingers and placing blame. So I think we're getting to that point of, hey, let's uh, not find fault. Let's find a solution. Uh, There's plenty of way too big a spending that happened during the Trump administration. And there's way, way too much spending that's going on during the Biden administration. And in the meantime, they're just trying to tell the American people to just trust us, that we know better. And that message doesn't work because the one thing that the American people really have is it's sort of a spidey sense the american people know when things aren't right and whether it's not quite right in their world or maybe it's not quite right in their neighbor's world or in their community when they sense that things aren't where they should be or could be the american people know that and so when political leaders of either political party tell them that everything is great and they're doing wonderful and you just need to trust us That's a tough sell. And so, again, I think uh, the fact that Senator Manchin has uh, embraced this particular version of the bill, uh, fine. That's going to be an interesting debate. I think Senator Sinema is going to be the key uh, as to whether or not this is moving forward at all and with any pace. And if they can do it before they get to the August recess, uh, it is a tough needle to thread. Uh, The sad part is we'll hear a lot more rhetoric and a lot more politicking than we will about the policies and how they will actually impact the American people. We're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, we're going to have a crucial conversation. The headline, he didn't speak for 15 years and then something changed. We're going to have a fascinating conversation with Julia Chu Knudsen. Uh, You don't want to miss this. Stick around on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. 
In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.